probate expert. And welcome to our probateweekly.com uh, Zoom call we do every week on Thursdays, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern. We record it and live stream it on YouTube and Facebook and record it afterwards on our YouTube channel, Bill Gross EXP. And we, every week we get together with investors, wholesalers, real estate agents, uh, some petitioners, administrative executives, executors, and or attorneys to talk about all things probate real estate. Uh, so if you're brand new, you want to learn more, or you want to build out your business to be more successful, this is what we want to talk about on a daily basis. And the goal here, I'm not selling any coaching, I'm not selling any um, uh, data, I don't have any affiliate links to anything. Strictly, I'm here to work together. I sell real estate houses every day here in uh, Southern California and actually around the United States. Look to do better, look to meet people who can share ideas, we can learn together, help each other, push each other to grow and be more successful. So towards that, uh, recently uh, I had a chance to uh, chat a bit with and thought I should invite on really one of the top real estate agents in the country focused in probate real estate. He's out of Texas, it's David Pinnell. So say hi, David, how are you doing? He's giving us a wave there and yeah, he's finishing up. It may come off guard there. Okay, well, we'll tap that slow bit until he's ready to get on with us. Um, so Dave and I know each other through the alltheleads.com uh, platform, which has a coaching program, and Chad Corbett is the uh, head coach of that program. And then some of you follow the Probate Mastery Alumni Facebook group or the weekly calls that Chad does. And David uh, is a participant of that, been interviewed there and has shared. And then beyond that, David's built his business to where he um, has, uh, has his own coaching product or platform, and he'll talk about that in a little bit. So David, are you there? I am. Can you hear me? I can. How you doing? Good, man. I didn't know I, I was know. on mute. So oh, you were on mute the whole time. So whatever good stuff you said, you missed out on. <laughs> so go ahead yeah. and already how handsome and charming you. Go ahead. We take a minute. You have no more than 10 minutes to do that. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So um, uh, I'm in Fort Worth, Texas, just real estate broker. I, uh, during 2008, I kind of flipped my business to become a listing agent. Got into foreclosure listings and short sales. And got really good at listing houses, but then I found all the leads in about 2014, and I didn't realize they were just starting. I watched them for about two years and didn't subscribe, and then uh, went ahead and bought some leads in 2017, 18, and it took off. We've closed almost 100 probate deals, but we 70% um, chance we're going to buy the house, and. Uh, Someone called me a, a fifth degree black belt in probate the other day, and I loved it. So it's it, it's funny how you go in real estate, how you develop skills. Now I go after the hard title issue, houses plus probate, because we know how to work through, and I found the right attorneys and title companies that allow me to buy some really hairy title issues now. And obviously, that's where the better deals are. So that's what we so do. So isn't it interesting? I see this all the time to people that real estate agents mistakenly get in probate thinking it's easy. But the reality is I'm looking for, it sounds like you really are looking for the harder deal. The harder deal means more profit and opportunity, correct? Yeah. So the longer I could work with the family and help them through the title issues, the better chance I'm going to get a better purchase on that property. Either there's a renter on the property or it was given to a spouse or a nephew or a cousin as a life estate, um, you know, something like that caused me to, it, 
someone's at my door for some reason. Um, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought, but it just, it gets you into where you're buying these properties and listing them if you become the listing agent. And the deal is just, the numbers are just incredibly good on probate, uh, period. So let's go back to the beginning. How did you, where'd you grow up and, and how did you start getting into real estate? I grew up here in Haltom City, Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, went off to the Marines in 97, got back here. 2001 worked as a peace officer, police officer. We call them peace officers in Texas. Um, and then uh, found real estate in 2006. And it just, I didn't realize uh, how good sales was and how good I was in sales and how naturally it comes to me. So it real estate took off. I sold 27 houses my first six months to, to, to buyer leads that we generate online. And uh, having done less than 60 deals a year, um, I don't want to work that hard anymore. But in 2017 to 2019, we did 120 plus deals on our just our small team. Uh, now I completely focus on probate and cash opportunities. I rarely list a property on the MLS anymore. And if I do, it's for a friend. So first, thanks for your service, the Marines. Yeah, thank you. Welcome. And, uh, and just most people listening, Fort Worth is really Fort Worth, Texas, two words, but yeah. if you live there, it's Fort Worth. It's one, there's no separation of the two. Correct. Uh, yeah. And uh, Fort Worth is right near Dallas for, for anybody outside Texas. <laughs> um, so you got into real estate and you moved into probate. What was the initial attraction to probate? How did you initially decide this is something I want to do? Uh, just getting more listings, getting away from expired and for sale by owner, prospecting, having a different lead source. Uh, I had a coach at the time told me to, to find a niche within a niche. So I just, I kept looking around and I didn't realize the difficulty of, of first of all, talking to the people and, or calling them several times or the expense to just to purchase the lead and then, and then convert the lead. Uh, and then I had no idea that I'd be buying houses myself. I had, as a realtor, I never thought about buying a house that I would not live in. I did invest in a few houses and flipped them, but it did. I didn't make the connection until, uh, my, my wife said, I don't know why you're, I would give people money to work on their houses, to sell them online, to, to list them. So I had to have more listings. That was around 2016, 2017. And um, there was one person that got mad because I put the wrong type of ceiling fan in their house. Or I took down a ceiling fan that they wanted to save and I threw it away. And my, my fiance at the time, Liz, said, I don't know why you're putting money into other people's homes when you could be buying them. And it's just a light bulb moment that went off in my head. And we've purchased over 100 properties in the last two and a half years. And uh, my average wholesale fee is is like selling a million dollar listing now. So to do 20, 30 deals a year is very impressive now in my world. And we used to strive for 60 to 70, 80 transactions just to just to have a business. It's just it's it's changed everything that I've ever done. Probate is just the lead source that led into looking for other opportunities in neighborhoods. I spend three to four hours a day 
driving for dollars, looking at distressed properties to buy now. Uh, it's just completely converted my business from being a semi-luxury type broker to a distressed wholesaler. And I love it. It's funny. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm one of the top agents in my national company. And on the internal chat board, somebody's looking for uh, off-market listings, five to seven million dollars in Beverly Hills. And somebody said, oh, Bill Gross is in that area. And it's true, my office is in Beverly Hills. But I do program real estate. My houses are in Beverly Hills. I haven't been in the inside professional house like that, you know, on the government. Uh, but certainly that's not my normal business. I have no special connections on high-end houses. Uh, and I'm, I yeah. make good money at houses I do. I'm, I'm fine where I'm at. I'm not saying it like I'm less than, but I'm just saying it's different. So um, along the way, I mean, look, you're obviously a very smart guy. You're obviously very self-motivated. You got involved with um, coaching with all the leads about four years ago. Mm -hmm. Is that the primary focus or, or how would you describe how you build your business? Was it a combination of that on your own? Did you kind of find your own way? Did you some other coaching principles you brought into that business? How would you describe how you built out your process and procedures? Yeah, so um, obviously they teach you how to talk to the probate person. <clears throat> but when you break it down, it's just about adding these people to a database and doing proper follow-up with them. Yeah, at some point you're going to have a conversation with them and you have to sell them on the team, I guess, on converting them to real estate and see if they want to sell a house, which is fine. But most people do not want to talk to a real estate agent for three, four or five months. So I, I know that through, you know, they're not going to respond until the fourth or fifth, sixth letter. They're not going to respond to your real estate CMA or real estate uh, verbiage. Most people do not want to hire you as a real estate agent until the attorney tells them they need a realtor to hire. And then they're going to go look to a friend or someone that's been bugging them. So I just put a system together in a, uh, my Sierra Interactive that once I know, so I make the initial call to know if they have a house to sell. I don't care if they're going to sell it now or five years from now. They're going to be in my database. I have a action plan that drips out to them for up to four years right now. I'm extending it to another year. And I'm getting most people now in that tail end of uh, after 12 months, which is fine because then that usually they have a tenant in the property or a cousin or a nephew that won't leave or it's some type of title issue that, that gives us the opportunity to purchase the property because it's in a dire need. I, I can't say that I list a lot of the prop, probates. Uh, I try to talk them out of it, or not talk them out of it, but if they're not willing to hire a realtor, I'm gonna buy the house. I'm not gonna leave the property without making an offer and, and, and get it signed. So kind of went off on a tangent, but. <laughs> no, 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 not at all. I think uh, it's interesting. So, so you're really focused as an investor more than a real estate agent. You start as a real estate agent and move that way. And I can see why the deals kind of sit in front of you. I think the yeah. thing that's common though, whether you're a realtor or investor is what you said is the, what I call the long tail of the market that mm -hmm. realtors will often get in these programs. And I'm sure you do the same thing. You listen to these coaching calls and they'll say, well, I bought the leads last month and I mailed the postcards and I gave you listings. I'm like, well, yeah, that'd be like planting a bunch of seeds of corn. 
and see yeah. back in your port saying, I didn't get any corn stalks yet, right? It's, it's the same right. thing. Um, and I know that uh, when you when you data analyze from lead to closing, the average is about two years, yeah. which means some will sell in the first 30 days. There are the occasional deals, and I want to ignore the miracles, but the average, so your, your, your plan better have a, a, a way to get to two years or longer, in your case, four years, and you're extending it. Um, but it seems to me that's the crucial point. Is this clear to you as to me? That's the really, when agents struggle or investors struggle in probate, to me, that's always the essential issue is how long did you write your plan for? And did you execute your plan for that length? Yeah, it, it, you know, it just goes back to having that database and knowing that you're putting people, you're putting these leads into a system that is going to remind you one to call them either either after the initial phone call or you put them in as a like a new status lead and you leave them that new status until you at least talk to them uh, we're leaving them voicemails we're texting them we're calling them until we get them until we identify what they're going to do and if they have a house to sell then we put them into an action plan that's going to tell me every 21 days to follow up with them until they sell the house until they do something and, and so every day i wake up i have 30 to 40 people that i need to call not that i need to call them but i need to put eyeballs on their profile in my system and see and listen to a recording if i need to remember what they said to me but i have over seven thousand probate leads i purchased i actually have over twelve thousand probate leads i've purchased and uh you know it's just a matter of we don't call them all there's it's down to like maybe 1500 that we're following up with and then the rest are just put into uh, uh you know i've canceled my facebook ads but i'm redoing some youtube ads for that to stay in front of them you know and i also get uh so often um you know agents will uh, my team i'll show them what i do and I'll give them a list of the cases to call them. They'll say, what? Well, I called them all and most of them aren't selling their house. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's like when you call homeowners, most say they aren't selling, but they all eventually do. Yep. Your job is to be there. So when they do, you're there. So, um, and then we kind of asked, uh, Winston asked the question, are you finding it? I think you answered the question, but I'll let you answer it. Uh, are you finding more profitable to list and sell probate properties or buying probate properties? Which is more profitable for you as a business? It, I think you answered that. Oh. Yeah, it just seems like to me yeah, that know, they don't. I know, I know, I know. Okay, you're welcome to go sit elsewhere. Oh, this is this is really. Got it. It seems like to me, uh, I'm I'm purchasing more of the probate leads because of the condition. Uh, you know, unless it's in marketable shape, they don't want to spend money that, especially if there's more than one heir, they don't want to spend money that the other heir is not going to spend to help you get it on the market. And, to, you know, it's just easier when there's multiple people. It's easy to buy a house when there's one heir, but it's really easy when there's three or four because nobody wants to be the, the villain, I guess. And nobody wants to spend money on the mortgage payment, the taxes or something that's costing them money on that house exactly so exactly. it from from my perspective and doing this four years now with probate it's just we're most likely 80 percent chance buying the property from them 80 percent. that's fantastic yeah 
Uh, now a question asked, and this might lead to a deeper question, what, what contact management program do you use? Now I think the answer is you have like your own system you created, correct? Yeah, it's just Sierra Interactive. So Sierra Interactive, they're in Louisville, Kentucky, and it's owned by real estate, uh, four realtors. And over the last eight years, they've grown it to an amazing system. And they have, I think currently like close to 40 or 50 programmers that work on it. Wow. So you're, it's a cloud-based CRM. And if you guys are, you can't go cheap on your CRM. You, you just can't. If you're, if you're spending, the system's going to cost you four. I spend close to 1500 bucks a month on my CRM. You could get the, you could get the starter version. That's three to $400. Uh, but when you get them to do your ads for you and other things, it gets, the price goes up, but it's so worth it. An average wholesale deal to me is $22,000. So it's, I mean, it's just pennies that at some point you got to realize your database is your business. It's, it's the product on the shelf at the gas station. If you don't have a database in real estate and, and, and a way to follow up with them and to market to them, you just, you're never going to convert these probate people or are you going to lose out? You're, you're going to call them and they're going to already be sold. Now I know you're in a stage. I think you released it for more than just the CRM, but like a coaching program sorts, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm working on something. Um, okay. Right now I'm charging six ninety five for my whole system and I'm actually making videos for it and I've written everything out that I do. So, that you get immediate access to that on the Google Drive. But I'm working with uh, another, uh, you know, like a, um, a, not the funnel people, the uh, Sam cart. And we're making, I'm making videos, everything I do to lay it all out. So that'll be just something that I constantly work on to show you. Then we have a Facebook group that we have, a private group that everyone's, and I've had 45 people buy into it. So there now, there's one guy that, got nine listings in seattle uh nice. i think two months ago which is incredible his average list price in seattle is like 800 grand so nice. and he's a new agent and he's doing exactly what i do now nice nice yeah um somebody asked uh, actually it was uh, herbert who asked what do you uh, who do you buy the leads from or what do you pay per thousand leads i buy everything from all the leads I've, I've tried other sources to try to make things cheaper. And um, my motivation comes from the money that I spend on the leads. Because <laughs> if you're spending two to three or $4 a lead and you're buying them at $400 a pop, I'm spending close to 2000 a month on just probate leads. You know, we need to work them. Right. Now you also, I, I know I took the probate mastermind program. You, did you take that program when Chad was teaching it? Yes, and I just completed the foundations with um, Bruce, which is excellent. Wow, very nice. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know what that was. Uh, I'm behind on Chad's new program. I'm, I, I'm a few modules, I'm way behind, to be honest. Um, yeah, he reminds well. me every Sunday. Exactly. Uh, I, I, I did not get your phone. I get that email every Sunday. You're right, and I'm behind, and it just—I've been so darn busy. You've only completed two percent of ninety-eight percent of the material. Exactly, yeah. exactly. He sends me the same email, I think, and I, and I know it's something I want to do, 
uh, it's just this is the time of the year for me to do it. So yeah, I'll get to that. I'm not, not going to give up on it. I think it's helpful. So it's interesting. So between the two of us, you have two successful probate agents. We both use a coach. Uh, we always need more coaching. We're both actively involved in learning. I, I think that's what I admire about you is that you know from the day I met you, you, you were both successful and aggressively trying to learn more uh, about the business. Oh yeah, and constantly trying to figure out. Uh, you know, the, who are the best people to market to in those leads? And, and, uh, you know, in my course, I say, you got to, when you buy a hundred leads, there's, there's usually 12 in there that are out of state leads. And those are the ones that we really hammer because they need the most help because they're been assigned administrator from another state to deal with the probate here with an attorney. They don't even know it's uh, it's a little bit easier cracking that door open with them. And we leave the spouses alone because that's the most horrible phone call to make. I'll uh, I'll reach out to them about a year after probate's filed. Wow, interesting. You're the first person I would say that. Oh yeah, I won't even mail the spouses because they nobody nobody technically wants to sell a house. I learned that from Kevin Ward. Nobody wants to sell a house. They've inherited something and they don't know what to do with it or they've lost somebody and they weren't planning on losing somebody. And now they have a house, either they could pay for it or they can't. And it doesn't, if it's a spouse, it doesn't really set in for a while. And I don't want to, I've made a few phone calls to them on accident and you get an earful. Wow. But the um, ones you want to focus on are they out of state. If you could separate it by an Excel sheet and, um, you know, those are the most lucrative. Nice. Absolutely. Or if you, or if you find out someone's renting the property, those are the best too. That's interesting tips: the rentals and the out-of-state. Excellent. Excellent. Yep. Um, what do you do about that question from Christopher? What do you do about uh, probate leads that are underwater properties? Do you do uh, short sales uh, probates? Uh, you can, I haven't dealt with a lot of them, but I'm starting to get a few with reverse mortgages. Right. Um, man, there's not a whole lot you could do if they, if they're underwater, you could do a short sale, but the reverse mortgage technically could foreclose a lot faster than a regular house. So once they realize the person has died, they are very aggressive at taking over that property. So I've never gotten one that was a uh, underwater. It's usually paid off or there's a little bit owed on a property. I've, I've not gotten one uh, in, in a situation where there's no equity. I, I will say California is more common, at least in LA, and we are able to stop the, short, the uh, reverse mortgage from foreclosing. So that's a whole, uh, okay. those are in, now the only key is it has to be some value to the state. You can't do the short sale just to pay yourself a commission. You've got to get yeah. value for the, the state somehow they got to the short sale is going to end up paying three, five, ten thousand dollars to the state, and you have to make sure that happens, or else you end up uh, the, the sale is not going to get stopped. So, okay, okay. wow. So, hey, look, guys, we have a great professional active in the business. Oh, here we go. Some more questions. Can you ask questions? Yes. Paul asked on um, uh, uh, what ad uh, and what ads do the CRM do? So, back when you read, we discussed your Sierra interactive uh, software, one thing you mentioned was the 
fact, they run ads within the CRM. And a lot of them do that. I have KV Core. We run ads in that, and Boomtown does that and such. But it's nice right. when it's all integrated. So in Serial Interactive, what kind of ads do you run within your CRM? It's real simple. Um, for the probate leads, or it's just you, I mix everything together. So the same message is everything that I'm looking for a property to buy or a listing agent where I tell a story. And it's, it's, you're using their phone number and their email. So one of the good things you can do, this is a tip for you, is you could take that probate information and skip trace it to find all their relatives. And then you double the amount of, or you quadruple the amount of data you have for that probate lead. And then you're, then you could retarget them on Facebook or YouTube or Google ads. I would, we're, we're work, I'm rebuilding that stuff. I don't really like to pay for Facebook ads and say, oh, I got a house to sell. It's really about storytelling and, um, and or a successful story of a probate deal or something I'm doing with probate. Like you, Bill, your constant articles, man. Those are great. Well, I got that big, have big goals. I got to keep moving. So I can't slow right. down. That's right. <laughs> um, okay. Question from Winston. Thanks for the great questions, guys. You, uh, just want to let you know, um, Dave, you like getting people's juices fired up here. Um, he asks, um, uh, what kind of mailing or marketing program are you using? Are you using all the leads for their mailing? You do your own mailing? Are you using your CRM to interface with mail? What are you doing as far as that yeah, so I have uh, my mom. She's retired. Whoa, and whoa, the, whoa. The secret weapon comes yeah. out now, mom. Yeah, so get somebody that – so for me, I've found out that you get somebody that is retired or works from home, and you don't have to mask or send letters. You, you just have to be consistent. So, you know, after you make a phone call, we put a task in for Barbara to send a handwritten note. Or my the probate magazine that we I got this uh, twenty eight page book that I send out and it and it just has, has stories of all our successes in probate. They will never open this book, but man, this is a it's just powerful to send them. Nice. So. Nice. So we we're, nice. we're constantly every twenty one days we're doing something with that person to remind them. We're either looking for that listing or looking to purchase the home. But I I really attack it as a realtor online. Um, I really try to market myself as a broker to get them the most money for the property. But when it comes down to the end of the day, they, they just want to sell it. And if you're in communication with them and you ask permission to buy it, other than being the realtor, you're going to probably buy the house. Huh. Wow. Well, Add David Pennell's information, how do I contact you for your system? Um, you just, I, I'm not sure. <laughs> you could, most people just Facebook me or email me. So uh -huh. I have none uh, of those connections. Your website, or? is the city's real estate the best uh, website to go to? Yeah, but there's no really a page. I don't, I started this, well, let me. Maybe you could send an email out to everybody with my uh, link to Samcart, and they could watch the video I made that describes it. How's that? Um, yeah. Let me, see if I could, let me see if I can find it. 
I just started doing it. So everyone was asking me, so I, I just started building it out. Excellent. Okay. So if you guys email me or text me, uh, if you're watching this, I'll be glad to send you the link after the fact. And if we get in here, we'll put it in the text in the show notes and be able to share how to reach uh, David Pennell, who's a master marketer. Please probably get a hold of. <laughs> I love it. He's so busy with people kind of calling him. He doesn't even know how to get a hold of himself. Uh, yeah, it's just, I need to, I'm, I made some money with it. So I, I, I'm trying to make it valuable to people. So uh, it okay. wasn't my intention. It wasn't my intention to be coaching anybody. I'd rather, I'd rather go out and sell or buy a house. You know, me too. And to be honest, I talk to people who need help. And I do see some good in some of the programs, but some pieces that are missing. I think people need to work with somebody who's actually in the business rather than just, just a coach who's outside the business. And I've been tempted as well. I saw what you did. I said, great. I'm sure you'll do a great job. And I'll just uh, send people there because I, I don't want to be a coach. I want to be a broker. I buy and flip a couple of properties a year and, and that, that's great for me. And I sell a bunch of houses and that's great for me. I'm building that's a right. real estate company. I don't want to be a coach. I, I want to hook up with him. Chad does a great job. And I know he's in a transition and I want to support that because he's, he's one piece and one great flavor for many people. Uh, and you know, we need a couple others as well. So, well, great. Um, other questions for David Pinnell, Fort Worth, Texas. So I added the link. I added the link in the chat. Uh, bill so you can oh. see it and uh it's it's pretty fluent you can see what's completed i got 54 percent of the course complete so but it's all written out so i'll give everyone early access that wants to buy into it okay. and i'm really using the money to spend time building it out so i i spend fridays i don't do any prospecting on fridays to do it nice um okay so where am i here i'm having a hard time now control <laughs> Controlling the own bill so you can see it. Why? Why? I lost control of my own call here. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. Any other questions? Chat. I don't see anything in the chat box. Who else has a question for Dave? No. Full time. You know, I I lost. I don't believe this. I see uh, the picture of myself. Well, they one question here is about the combo between sell and list. Um, you know, the, the messaging, I guess you want to, you want to remind yourself of their perspective. So I've lost deals because I wanted to buy the house before it was time to ask for it. I recently lost one in August and it was, I was excited about it. Cause I was like, it could have been a really big assignment fee, but they went with a, they went with Redfin to list it. Um, it was, you know, I was like, man, I sold on MLS. I was like, crap, I think I sold myself too soon. So some people do want to hire you as a realtor. So you don't know what they're going to do. You just want to have that, that open communication with them and make sure you're talking to whoever makes those decisions. And um, I would try to hold back as much as you can until you meet them face to face. Yeah, I would agree. I think the whole thing is if you can get in front of them, your chances of success are way better than any other any other uh, opportunity. Um, I recently had a listing appointment that went on and they told me that they were going to sell to Zillow, uh, but I caught them before they made any decisions, before Zillow came out. And I told them that 
because I know Zillow's numbers, you know, they, they only buy one in 10 properties that they visit at the house. And people think that they sold it before the person shows up, but that's not the fact. That's not how it really works. And uh, they were pending with Zillow, waiting for some paperwork, and then Zillow sent them a letter last week with a lot of people saying they're no longer, not buying more houses for the present time. So um, some of these eye buyers, it sounds easy to sell to these other companies and there's competition. But at the end of the day, you know, it's a person who's professional who's going to execute the job, but we have to get in front of them to make that difference. Otherwise, we're just, we're just going to right. that line. So we've got to get in front of them personally if we want to be effective or competition. Well, everybody in the, if you need a link to purchase, that'd be great if you buy that. You just support me, but um, I'll figure it out. I just literally signed up two months ago with Sam Cart. And I don't really know how it all works yet, so that's partially, you know. But I'll I'll share it with you here in a minute if you. But we can figure it yeah. out later. Okay, good. Uh, but yeah, please. on that on that point, and, and we're not trying to trick anybody. If, if the, well, I'm not trying to trick anybody or take advantage of anybody. If they want to hire me as a realtor, I will do my job and represent them. But if the option is there to ask permission to buy their house, uh, I, I'm going to lean towards that and make them a fair offer on their house. Right. Um, most people just don't want to deal with it. So it's just, like I said, there's an 80% chance that if you are in the mindset of purchasing the property, you're, you have the opportunity to do it. Um, yeah, and Joanne asked, uh, did Zillow stop buying houses? And the answer is, yeah, they announced publicly that they stopped buying houses last week. Their stock's down as a result. Uh, I think they have 300 properties in, in inventory, and they have a hard time. Their story is they claim they have a hard time getting them fixed up, which is true. Getting tradesmen's tough, getting materials tough with supply chain issues. But at the same point, you don't stop buying houses. Full-time uh, flippers don't stop buying houses. They just sharpen the pencil. Uh, Zillow's yeah, they're um, just putting then, it on pause right now, which, and we don't really need to worry about it because they probably are not going to buy a house that was built before 1980 or 1985, 1990. Right. Most of the probate houses that I'm buying are built in the 40s and 50s. Right. They're not going to touch these houses. So they're not even competition. So they're not even part of the conversation. Yeah, in fact, seventies and eighties, they won't be buy those houses at least here in California. So, yeah, um, they won't they, buy anything older than ninety-five in the area and for us. So, but your your people, are, you're gonna ask that question though. You're like, hey, did you go get an offer from Zillow? Bring that up with them when you're trying to get the listing appointment, so you have, know what you're going against. And they'll be like, no, they they don't buy houses. And you already know that answer. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> it's just that you always want to get those objections out on the phone and then you want to handle them in person. I like that. Act as though you don't know. <laughs> it gives you that, it gives you an opportunity to think about what you're going to say. And sometimes you got to fire back and handle it, but you don't want, like Bruce says, you don't want to come across as salesy. And if you're trying to handle every objection on the phone, you're going to come across salesy. But. Agree. But when you go door to door, eyeball to eyeball, belly to belly, you have a 100% chance of solving their problem. I like it. 
Okay, so, something happened to my chat box, and I can't really see the whole. Let me see if I can here. find that. Uh, admit that. Okay, good. Okay, any other? Oh, here we go. Um, why do you buy older homes? That's a great question, but I know the answer. But I'm let you answer this. Why do you buy older homes? They're built in the 40s and 50s. What's the advantage to you? They're just more distressed. The better, the uglier, the better. The better for me. The uglier, the better because. Because they're not going to want market value for a property. They're going to give me a bigger spread. So I'm technically wanting to buy it for less than that 70% number because I'm going to sell it to an investor for about 75 to 80% of ARV after repair value. Or I'm going to remodel the house. Uh, I'm very selective which ones I do now. But I have, through this process of three years, I have... Uh, close to 67 investors that will buy anything from me without even seeing the property. So I make a video of the property when I go in it and I send it to everybody. I get the contract signed, get the, get the video and the pictures done. And in that video, I put the comps and then I always have somebody that says, Hey, they'll buy it sight unseen. Nice. Yep. Yeah, but my properties, deal. my properties in Fort Worth are less than 150. And they're selling for two fifty fixed up. I know your market bill. You're probably five million, and you're fixing them up for ten million. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. My house is. I buy the kidding. same crappy house in Fort Lauderdale that are Fort Worth. You selling for buying a one fifty, selling for two hundred or so. Here is be four hundred and selling at five fifty, six hundred. It's the same yeah. house. It's just, but that's the cheap house in LA, and then uh, the nice houses are in the millions. But I do. Yep. But I, I do thirty. I sold four or two sides last year, so you know it's. It adds up, but I'm, I'm not ashamed in my business. I'm just saying I'd rather work in that and do a bunch of them and, and make money on them. My margins are good. Yeah, um, and that number that number is okay. You know, I've, I've, I've been in some coaching groups that if you're not selling 200 homes a year, you suck as an agent. Right. You know, I'm from those coaching people. I've paid 40 grand for coaching in one single year to somebody. And if you're not selling 300 homes, you're not running a business correctly. I've sold, I've sold 23 homes this year and I've made almost a half a million dollars. I'm okay. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I'm doing good too. Yeah. Still I'm not face. working as hard. I'm not working as hard as I used to. I can tell you that. And okay. I love it. Excellent. Um, I think we got a question. Do you buy probate or you buy your whole sign of deal or closing them in your name or in a partnership? Um, no, it's a LLC. So uh you just and or signs on the contracts and you explain to them that i always explain to people that i'm going to get partners to help me fund it there's no delay in funding it i just have partners that help me fund it, it to me that's a little shady on the gray area if this is public but it's you are looking for partners because i don't have a bunch of cash to put on every house um, and if they're willing to accept a certain price and they're happy with it, I'm going to get an investor involved that's going to give me the money. And then they always relist it with us or they keep it. So, Okay. Um, and so, so you buy this LLC error signs and you sign it if you sell it, if you keep it, you close your LLC. Yep. Um, and then it's a question. Zillow's not buying perhaps because the market's changing. Who knows about Zillow? But uh, you know, you don't go, I've, I've never gone out of the business 
because this is my business. Zillow went out of business, I think, because they're an advertising company that was trying to learn how to sell real estate and flip real estate. And that's a tough business that they compete. It is. Um, we got to ask again where you located. And so you're in Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Texas, which is near Fort Worth, Texas, right around the corner uh, near Dallas. Yeah, there's, uh, Fort Worth. it's really Tarrant County. Um, so there's 36 cities that, that make up Fort Worth. Um, Fort Worth, Fort Worth, Fort Worth. So, and I'm, I'm literally 25 minutes from Dallas. So if you do have referrals for my team, we take them. Nice. Um, and, and so the area you specialize in is in Tarrant County, right? So it's going to be yep. Fort Worth and Dallas area and, and that kind of stuff. Okay, good. Um, I think that's all the questions we have. So let me just kind of wrap up here with a couple that I want to ask, which is I know you talk to a lot of agents like I do who say, I want to be like you, David, I want to get involved in the business, what's the biggest challenge or the most common part where they trip and fall and then it doesn't work out for them? Where do you see that happening most, most often? Where agents fail with the probate stuff? Agents or investors fail in probate, correct. Um, just the conversion part, because you don't need to know anything about probate, technically. You're going to learn enough to make yourself dangerous in the title issues, and you're going to get good over the years of figuring out what paperwork they need to collect to sell you the property. Uh, like today, for example, I got a call. They are they actually, it's a, it's a, they know that I do probate just like Bill, but they, they're going to the tax auction sale on November 2nd. They waited to the tail end of this. They got to pay $2,000 in taxes, but their father, their stepfather lives in the property and he was willed the property as long as he lives in the property, he gets, he, it, it's his, but the, the moment he moves out or it gets foreclosed on, obviously the heirs lose the house. So they're forcing him out so they could sell it. So you got to know how to, you got to know that the will states, you know, they have a will, so they probably don't have to probate, but you, you do an affidavit of heirship to vest everybody out. And then you got to figure out who's, whose kids are whose or who's the heir you know you're acting kind of like an executor but with but you're skipping the process because you know what paperwork to fill out in texas you can skip probate if you have certain paperwork mm -hmm. and you get good at knowing that process so back to your question this is conversions knowing how to get through that quickly still that's going to take 60 days to get through that paperwork but the conversion of it is where you're going to fail because it takes so long. These are not quick conversions. These people, you know, they, it's just not quick. There's nothing fast or easy about probate, but for me, it's a very, very profitable business. And yes. that's, I'm in it for the long run. I've been in business for 36 years. So uh, for me, that's yep. definitely worked. Okay. Last question for you, David, is what advice, and I get this all the time. What advice would you give an experienced real estate agent who wants to build his business, looks at probate as a niche to grow into, knows how to list and sell houses, knows how to convert maybe regular leads, but wants to step up into probate? What would you recommend for them to do to make that transition or add that business to their business? You got to pivot. You got to add a third leg to your, your seat. You've got to become an investor if you're going to work probate because the opportunities are going to be there. Yeah, so you've right. got to learn how to get a mindset that, can I buy every house that I walk into instead of listing it? Yeah. So you got to get your team together for hard money 
your investors are your new buyer clients. Um, I work with 60 to 70 different investors and I interview them. I take them to lunch and I make sure that they're not going to try to go around me if I send them the address. Right. I'll hang them from a bridge. Uh, I'm just kidding. But, I just shoot them. Yeah, just shoot them. I'm <laughs> no, just kidding. No. <laughs> scratch that. Scratch that. But who's listening to all this? I don't know. I don't know. If you're listening, please disregard the last couple of But you want the idea is you're, if you're going to work probate as a realtor, you're going to have you're going to build a different client base that is going to be an investor base that 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 they know when you send them a deal, they're going to their margins are great. Yeah, they don't yeah, even have to consider the numbers because you're 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 just going to be. They're going to be that professional they've been looking for to sell them houses. And when they're dealing with other weekend wholesalers that are, that are trying to take too much of the pie. So um, thank you. I appreciate that. Let me just, I'm going to wrap up real quick. Dave, I just want to say thank you so much for sharing. Yeah. Um, you want to get a hold of you. We'll have in the chat box, the link to your uh, Sierra Interactive website, and we'll get them uh, connected to your program for more. Dave Penalosso's, regularly on the All the Leads Probate Mastery uh, Facebook group. And he's also on their calls pretty regularly. That's right. Bump in from time to time and we chat together. So uh, join in there if you're, if you're All the Leads uh, customer, join the alumni group. If you're not, take the coaching, learn it, and then join professionals like Dave and I to speak about probate issues on a regular basis. I'd love to just share two things while I have you guys real fast. Number one, right after this call here in Los Angeles, if you're a real estate agent, we have a happy hour through the agent circle for real estate agents. It's a huge bar. The, the all season brewery on La Brea, just south of Wilshire, they can brew a Firestone uh, auto repair place into an open air brewery with fresh brew, uh, brew beer. They have hot tacos and all kinds of great food, music. And we get about 50 to 60 real estate agents there to meet together. Love to have you join us. That's right now, that's today from 5 to 7 p.m. on La Brea, just south of Wilshire Boulevard. 800 South Library Avenue. And then on October 31st, which is Halloween, Sunday, uh, lagrandexpo.com, 9 to 6 p.m. This is for investors, wholesalers, real estate agents, vendors at the Scribble Museum. Free registration, free parking at the Scribble Museum. Sunday, very little traffic. Love to see you there. We have, a, uh, I'm with the XP Realty. We have a table there for our agents and customers to stop by, speakers all day long, and then vendors that will help you learn and build your business. Um, I found a great vendor, the uh, Landlord Advocate. I put him right on two of my listings. He's throwing one uh, deadbeat uh, out. He's working on the second one. So I've already made some good money just by going to the last event. So nice. let wrap up. David, thank you so much for being on the call today. Really appreciate you being uh, contributing so much, being a, a support. Hey, Bill, they got one more question I can answer real quick. Go ahead. If you got, look um, at you, look at you. You're so service oriented. Try to be proud. Go ahead. <laughs> it's uh, about finding investors. You could go. Uh, I find mine in MLS because most investors will list their property uh, themselves by for sale by owner with a listing with a discount lister. So you could always tell by the remodeled homes, and then you search uh, a ten mile radius from the house. That, say you have a house that you're trying to sell or you, you, you pick a house, a neighborhood that you're trying to target, you could search and then download an Excel sheet of all those homes that sold in the agents. And, and usually they're the investors. And then you just call through them and you'll come up with probably, you know, 15 out of a hundred 
and there'll be investors, but you want to take them to lunch. You want to meet them face to face and see what they want. Yes. If you're just going to blast out addresses, you're going to lose deals because people are going to go take your deal from you. Yes. It, it's that type of world. So, uh, or call them for sale by owners and you're going to find investors there all day long. I only next, pro- yeah. Yeah. So it's just, they're all over. And when you start having deals in the, in this world, they, they, they find you. They find you. I feel like I'm the prettiest girl at the prom. Every time I go to real estate event, people here on my probate and they want to meet me and they oh, yeah. have deals in my pocket. And uh, I do for the right person. So, yep. For the right well, person. Yep. Exactly. They're usually not the right person as it turns out, but that's a whole I mean, other I, story. I sell a lot of my houses to the same three investors. So even though I have a list of 60 plus, it's usually the same three or four. I'm not getting 20 probates a month. You know, some months I get one, some months I get three. It's not that many, uh, but it's enough. And it's enough to make you realize that this is the only thing you should be working. Wow. Okay, we're going to end on that. Again, Bill Gross, LA, uh, LA Probate Expert, VLAProbateExpert.com. We do Probate Weekly every Thursday, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. It's on YouTube as well. Go to Bill Gross EXP or ProbateWeekly.com to sign up. Thanks for being there, David. Thank you. Can't thank you enough. That was fantastic. Good job, man. Yeah. And I'll I'll, I'll, I'll try to find the, the buy page on this uh, course. So anybody's <laughs> interested, I'll have, hopefully, Bill, you can send it out in your email. I will send it out. And, and I appreciate you guys if you support it. Thank you so much.